You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and the boys.com. My name is RG Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, May 19th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that... Uh, that you've been enjoying the NBA playoffs, that you've been enjoying the NHL playoffs, that you are enjoying you know, the MLB regular season. My Astros are doing very well right now. Um, I say that ahead of Wednesday's series closer in Boston, though, and I know I'm an Astros fan. I've heard it all. Uh, but a lot of sports happening, although obviously we're all yearning for football. We're still a long ways away. We're only about two months away from training camp beginning, uh, which is exciting. And, and by the way, it was reported on Wednesday that the Cowboys will be holding joint practices this summer with both the Denver Broncos and the LA Chargers. So that's exciting. Um, last week was exciting because we got the schedule and that adds this kind of tangible effect to the upcoming fall, which is, um, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans are kind of back now. Um, Tom Ryle and I talked about that on the, uh, the BTB roundtable this week. Um, and we've done a lot of schedule content, obviously. We've talked about the schedule. We've predicted the schedule. We've analyzed the schedule, the advantages, the disadvantages, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to take a different approach on the schedule, a more historical approach. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to kind of just think about the teams that the Cowboys are going to play, and this has, to be very clear, nothing to do with the games that we're going to see this coming season. But, you know, we've we've all seen the Cowboys play classic games against some of these teams and, and you know, memorable games against some of these teams, not so memorable games, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to kind of run through every opponent that the Cowboys are playing in the order of the schedule, obviously, and um, and just kind of discuss the, the major memories that we have of the Cowboys and that team. And so to do something like that, I know of nobody better uh, than a great friend of mine, Bobby Belt from 105.3 The Fan. Bobby is awesome. Uh, if you have followed me for a long time, you've heard him and I do tons of podcasts together. Uh, so Bobby was kind enough to give us some time. You can check Bobby out on Twitter, Bobby Belt TX. You can hear him on the home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan, and see him all over their properties and everything that they're doing. The, the folks at The Fan are great friends of ours. So uh, without much further ado, let's go ahead and get to it. Um, yeah. Make sure to subscribe here to the Blog of the Voice Podcast Network. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out. Uh, programming note, everything is the same. Everything's good. <laughs> Later on today, you get a new episode of Riled Up with uh, Roy White and Tom Ryle. Tomorrow, new episodes of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray, as well as The Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. On Saturday, a new episode of Cowboys Hoy, Un Nuevo Episodio de Cowboys Hoy uh, with Mauricio Rodriguez. I am working on my Spanish still, um, you know, so it's a work in progress. I really hope to be able to do some stuff this coming season. And on Sunday, you know, a new episode, excuse me, of the world's team with uh, with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. So let's go ahead and get to it. Bobby Belt from 105.3 The Fan joins us next right here on The Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the effervescent. I don't know if that's the word, but I learned the word from him. So I learned it incorrectly. Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan. Among the many hats he wears, including a Baltimore Orioles one for reasons I still don't know. It is Robert Beltmaker. Bobby, thank you for joining us here at Blog of the Boys. Yeah, I mean, I know we're not on the uh, the stream here, so you can't see. I'm actually wearing an Atlanta Braves hat today, um, and it's just because I like it. And and the word is effervescent, not effervescent. Mm. Um, I I messed up the word. Um, I'm forgetting what it was. Um, um, not inebriated. I used to mess up uh, like the word. There was a word I used to like think was so I, I had the wrong idea it's, it's going to come to me in a moment and i'll tell you what it is but um that i've i've messed up words pretty badly before it's kind of the main point just like i'm doing Were right you now. one of those guys who said instead instead of like saying blessing in disguise would you say well it's just a blessing in the sky were you like that person who would like mix up idioms and not hear them correctly no but i do 
it, it, it does bother me when people say should of like OF instead of should have. Oh, that's annoying. Um, or when people don't understand for all intents and purposes, like when people write like for all intensive purposes, it's for all intents <laughs> and purposes. I, uh, my wife, when we got, uh, together, she used to say, uh, she was one and I had to point it out to her and I don't feel bad about it. She used to be one of those ones who would say, uh, escape. Ooh. Instead um, of escape. Yeah, that's bad. I remembered the word. Um, I used to say like people live vicariously through, through people. I used <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, uh. That's hilarious because I don't even know where you pulled that letter out from. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's bad. Anyway, so uh, um, that was a genuine reaction. Thanks for the laugh. The reason Bobby is here today uh, is it's to laugh yeah, at you. Right. Um, nobody has discussed the Dallas Cowboys schedule in any capacity. Um, so we're going to go through it game by game and predict it. Um, uh, yeah, but no, we, we go, we, we go dangerous, man. Um, we, we touch the things that the mainstream liberal media won't. In all seriousness, um, obviously, there's been a lot of schedule talk uh, looking towards the future, so to speak. But what Bobby and I are going to do, because we like to look at the past, uh, we're going to go through the schedule and just talk about the last good game, the last best game that the Cowboys have played against each of those teams. And you can define best, good, whatever, like most memorable, like however you want. It's up to you, Bobby. Do you understand the rules? Yes. Okay, so and again, I'm going to be fast and loose with these terms, though. Right. Like my own definition is not going to be consistent. You can define also recent memory however you want. Like it could be in the last five years, the DAC era, like whatever you want. Um, it's up to you. By the way, do you realize that the DAC era is now as old as the time, or is now as long as the time that Tony Romo and Des Bryant were teammates with Tony Romo as the starting quarterback? I did not. That's, That's crazy. Fascinating. Yeah, that's almost um, as fascinating as the note I gave you yesterday about Fox broadcast. And you were like, <laughs> that's so stupid. Um, that's up to you if you want to share it. I I don't, I don't feel know. like sharing it because you made me feel dumb. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't think it, it wasn't dumb. You weren't wrong. I just wasn't that interested in it. But um, OK, okay. anyway, hear what um, a great friend he is. The, the last great, memorable, good, whatever Cowboys game against the Buccaneers has to be the season opener a year ago, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, a heartbreaker. One that they honestly, uh, they, they, to be honest, they had no business being in that game. Like they were, they they had all those turnovers, and some of them, some of them were like really fortunate, like Demonte Casey punching out the ball like right ahead of the end zone on Chris Godwin, and uh, you know Greg Zerline actually making a kick in the clutch. There, there were things about that game that they shouldn't one. have even been people, in contention. People remind you, he also missed one in the clutch. So, yeah, is it? Yeah, he did miss one in the clutch, but he made one, and he made the go-ahead one, and so there was that. And everybody else, I think, likes to go back to that was pass interference on Jordan Lewis. That shouldn't have been, you know, that that or that was pass interference on Chris Godwin pushing off of Jordan Lewis. That Brady shouldn't have gotten that. We should have won that game. There's always the, you know, we were screwed narrative that comes out of every loss. And so, uh, but that was a good game. It was one they honestly shouldn't have won, probably, but. It was a good game nonetheless, and I think it set the tone for everybody. We all felt like that was a moral victory. Right. Like, oh, maybe this team's better than we thought. Oh, and then all hell broke loose because Gallup had the calf strain. Uh, D-Law had the injury right after. Um, Lyle was suspended. Like, it was just complete and total chaos for, like, 10 days afterwards because it was a long week. Yeah, and then Randy Gregory got COVID. We didn't have any right, defensive right, ends. Right, right. I mean, but that led to Micah, you know, being, you know, used in a very fascinating way. Um, I don't. We, we learned a ton about Micah Parsons and Terrence Steele in week two of that year. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so I, we could do like this is why I wanted to do this exercise with you because we could do this for like five hours, but we're not going to do that. But quickly, um, I do think the Cowboys have played um, some like seismic games against the Bucks in recent memory, if we really think about it. So it was in 2018 that they won the division against the Buccaneers um, after after getting skunked. Big smooth, picking up the fumble and rumbling like 80 <laughs> yards for a touchdown. Right. Um, but Sorry, was, nine, there, God. There, there was a swipe there um, that, that happened. That's important to know. Um, that was 2018. 2016, they played the Bucks in, a, in a, an additional sixth primetime game that was flexed in the Sunday Night Football, and that was, um, that was, was Zeke's jumping in the kettle. Like, that was the birth of that you know, meme and moment or whatever. Um, so like, again, it's kind of that was also, I believe it's not the first, it was one of the few 
interceptions Byron Jones had in his Cowboys career. Right, and it was a hail yeah, mary. It, it was it was lame. Yeah, it, it was a hail mary like, at the yeah. end of the first half. It was lame, but that's the only way. Byron was only getting interceptions if it was a last second hail mary or an instance where he should have gone down and he didn't. I was going You know, I know people are OGs if they um if they remember that. So I appreciate that you do. Um, yeah, so that reference, I love it. I love you guys. If you get that reference today in 2022, then you really have followed along with us for a while. Um, but, um, that was, I think like that might've been like Joe McCoy's like second or third primetime game ever, by the way, that, that particular, cause it was flex in this night football, um, 2015 yeah, was the, terrible right, right. But, but the year before 2015 was the Jeff Heath two interception game, uh, in Tampa that, that looked like the first game they were going to finally win without Romo. And then they didn't obviously. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. What was that? There was like a, how did that one end? That one ended with an interception, like a, it was like a desperation. Yeah. It was Matt Castle just like throwing up this duck that like was whatever. But, um, so that was 2015, 2012. Do you think he yelled YOLO as he threw it? I think he did. Um, 2012, I, I feel like we forget that this happened and it w- it was born in this game and that it kind of got swept into the rug remember when greg shiano's bucks would like charge when another team would take a knee and everybody was all upset about it yeah right yeah. so that that happened in 2012 uh when they visited 18 although at the time it was cowboy stadium and the last one that i thought was kind of important speaking of backup quarterbacks was when the tony romo list cowboys beat the buccaneers in 2008 and i always thought that they got really lucky that they did not get called for a penalty when Brady James took his helmet off in celebration after a defensive stand at the very end of that game. Yes, I recall that as well. And not even mentioning the uh, Thanksgiving coming out party for Romo. That's true, too. That's I, I thought they were going to play him on Thanksgiving this year, and that would have been a lot of fun to revisit. Um, that was the original Salvation Army uh, celebration, of course. Shout out to, to one of our favorite players, too. Um, okay, uh, let's move on, because, again, we, we can't do that for every single one, because it's going to take too much time. But the Bengals, Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right, the next right, answer is right. really easy, and they don't play him as often. Uh, the Bengals, uh, last You want to give yours first, or you want me to go first? I will go first. I think everybody remembers. Um, we're going to say the same line. Well, this wasn't, like a good significant, but it was um, very emotional when Dallas went to Cincinnati in 2012 after the Jerome Brown tragedy. Um, and mm-hmm. it was lots of emotion. And that was kind of a, a dramatic end and win. And, I, you know, Andy Dalton was a somewhat good player at the time. Um, so that, that's the one I kind of first think of. But I do also think of 2016, their last visit. That was the first like big Zeke run uh, of and not that there have been a lot. Uh, but yeah, what well, was yeah. like a 60 yard touchdown that he had, like just straight up at the, up the middle untouched. So I kind of think of that one. And then of course, like, I also think, and I don't want to go long on every single one, but last year, everybody said like, Oh, the bears are going to start Andy Dalton. So he can get revenge on the Bengals in week two. And I kept saying the whole time, I should like, why? Like he beat the Bengals as a cowboy in, in 2020. So, um, I, you know, you got to throw Andy Dalton's uh, return up there as well. I think that's fair. Um, I'll throw out one different one because I think the one that makes the most sense is the Josh Brennan game. Like, that's the biggest one. Right. But I'll say that uh, one that we don't talk enough about, and it was a decent game, uh, and a lot of people probably just don't remember it, 1994 Bengals-Cowboys at Riverfront Stadium, and that was the first start for Larry Allen at tackle with Eric Williams after the car accident. That's a really good um, really good you know, kind of pull and you went a lot deeper. Like most of my answers are 21st century. Um, so respect. Yeah. Mine were going to be too. I just, I recalled that. Cause I used to, one of the big ways I became a Cowboys fan early on was um, we had a buddy of ours, a family friend who worked at public storage. And when people would leave their storage unit and not claim their stuff after 30 days, they get to keep it. And one of the things in there was like VHS tapes, like this large VHS tape collection of the 92, 93, and 94 season, like every game the Cowboys played. And so I became a fan in like the late 90s, really watching those tapes. And I remember them making such a big deal about, oh, geez, this rookie Larry Allen, he's going to have to start in place of, you know, Eric Williams. How's this going to go? Mm. Okay, that's a good answer. All right, let's move on quickly from the Bengals because I mean the Bengals. Um, what is the Giants game? This was the maybe the part of the conversation I was most interested in. It was like the division rivalries. Like, what's the one that jumps to the top of your memory? So, I mean, in terms of significance, it's Dak breaking his leg. Obviously, in twenty twenty, right. that was a big deal. But in terms of like the last great game they played, also just to, um, just to like with... bacon there. That was also Garrett's return. Like that element gets you know kind of lost yes, because it that was, was so forgotten. Right, right, right. But but continue. So I'm going to go with the 2018 finale 
where oh, they really call. didn't have a ton to play for, but it was it was such a it was such a like a net ending with the touchdown to Cole Beasley and the Blake Jarwin coming out party. And I think a lot of people feeling like, wow, Dak is actually like slinging this thing around the yard, and it's not even like just the Amari Cooper show this time, like it had been since they had traded for him. I think it had everybody feeling like, oh wow, this might be like you know, the page kind of turning like Dak can take over even a game that doesn't mean a ton. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the last game that really stands out as a significant one. That's fair. Um, My mind went to like moments. I guess I had to pick a game. It might be the 2007 opener. That was awesome and thrilling and just like incredible. Um, But the 2008 second game that was on Sunday night football that kept their season alive and, and, and put life into the Ravens game that they would ultimately lose. Um, you could go yeah, the to taking a shot at Ed Werder in the post game interview. Right, I right. remember that you could go, um, the Cowboy stadium opener, obviously you could, you could do that too. Like that, that's a seismic moment. You could go Romo's injury in 2010. Um, you know, like that's, that's a, a you know, up there as well. That's only in contention. I, sometimes I, when I think negative, I think the JPP block, um, there's obviously again, a lot of answers here. I don't really think of the second game that season, the, the regular season finale, like that's of the three, um, eight and eight, like, uh, cherries on top. That's the one I think of the least. Um, and then I think of a lot in 2012, the game at home that they lost when Dez's pinky was out of bounds. I think of that game a lot too. Um, yes. But there really hasn't been a game at home for them with juice against the Giants in a while. And so maybe like I'm kind of pumped for Thanksgiving. I know that's the one that we're talking about on the schedule on the road, but um, like maybe the 2013 opener when they had six turnovers or whatever it was. There was the 2016 opener when when Terrence Williams, you know, didn't understand how time worked, um, which was unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a, a boring rivalry. Like, I don't think we, we give that enough, like that idea enough life. It's kind of been a boring rivalry for a while. Yeah. I mean, for a while it has been, but I mean, there's still some highlights in it. Ones you didn't mention 2015, the opener, that was a big deal. That was the Romo drive. How dare you forget uh, Lance? Go ahead and how dare you forget Lance? And, and, and that's also where Des broke his foot. And that kind of was like the beginning of the end, right? Mm. Like right after he signed the big deal and everybody's like, wow, here we go. Like he was never really the same after that moment. Right. And, and that, so was, that was a big deal. I remember the Pat Doney video of him in the like compression shorts in the locker room, like celebrating, you know what I mean? After the crazy comeback mm-hmm. win. Um, but yeah, you're right. That was, that was the beginning of the end. 20 or uh, 2000. And what was it? It was a uh, 06, which was the debut of Romo. That was Bledsoe getting benched at halftime. And right. Romo coming out and playing the second half against the Giants, and the next week was the Panthers game. Well, uh, and, and then the, of course the you've second matchup like, that year was Martin Gramatica, and that was such an awesome game. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Then you've you've got the uh, Bill Parcells clinching his uh, his NFC East title with uh, against Jesse Palmer mm-hmm. in 2003, Mister Bachelor, and then like the Emmett shoulder game, and like we got mm-hmm. plenty of other games. But yeah, in recent history, it's been a little been a little dry. My answer for Washington is probably the first win in the DAC era, the start in Washington. Um, that was when Josh Norman, uh, like peanut punched the ball away from Zeke. Like I, I was depressed in that moment. Like I thought like, Oh no, like, cause at that point you're like, you know, you're staring Oh and two in the face and like, you know, nobody knew what DAC was. And like, it's like, when's Romo coming back? We're reliving 2015 all over again, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I know he didn't throw a touchdown in that game, but you know, for him to get in the end zone was like this big deal and this big, like kind of sigh of relief. Um, other than that, like the only other thing I really think about speaking of Dez was when he caught, uh, when he broke the record against them on Thursday night football in 2017, that's it. Like they're, they're, you know, again, kind of like, I guess I do also think about, and I think about your tweet a lot. Um, the, um, the Brett Maher, you know, the, 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 the Brett Maher clang off the upright in 2018, when you tweeted out, like, oh, this, yeah. this, this was the sound of the Cowboys trading for Amari Cooper because it happened literally the next day. Yeah, and honestly, maybe, maybe it's different. Maybe things go down there. I think a couple of other – Dak's rookie year, there were a couple big things. One that was the first victory he ever got was against, right. or, uh, against Washington in 2016. That was a big one. You also remember Zeke fumbled in that one. Yeah, and so I'm talking about. Josh Norman like, punched it out. Yeah. The, I, know, I know, but there was discussion about, like, more specifically, like Zeke being like a fumbler, and then that went away for a long time up until twenty twenty. He got again. benched. Remember for uh, yeah. For, um, at the time, was it Alfred Morris already at the time? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. that was. It would have been Alfred Morris. Yeah, and then uh, the second game of that year was another big one because that was just a really t- was that one Thanksgiving too in twenty sixteen. Yeah, that was the second one. That was so that Thanksgiving one, that, color that rush was a, against that, their yellow uniforms. Yeah. 
that was that was just one of Dak's steadiest, most even-handed performances of the year. And it was also, I believe, the first time he was playing somebody for a second time. And there had been this chatter about wait till the league gets film on him. And like that game could have been used as an example of like, here's a team that got a second crack at him and he still like kept a steady hand and kept the team in contention. And so I think about that game a lot. And then obviously, uh, gosh, what year was it? Was it the, was it the Romo start where they blocked the kick and then they got a, the, the Washington got a, a last second field goal. What year was that? Oh, that was 2012. No, um, I do think of. No, this is, wasn't that wasn't that oh five the or oh six the second game. The second game in oh six, I don't recall, but um, yeah, Nick that, Novak made a field right. goal at the at the very end. That was the one where D'Angelo Hall, like they blocked one, and D'Angelo Hall like ran it back a little bit. That was Mike Vanderjack kicking for them that day. Right. Um, along those lines, was it the two thousand nine opener? Um, that was, was it Sunday night in Washington? And, um, mm-hmm. was it, was it Tashard choice that had the fumble at the end of the first half that they returned? You know what I'm talking about? Um, man, vaguely, uh, yeah. um, oh gosh, no, they did. Oh nine. They didn't open against them. What did they open against them? It might've been 2010, the season from hell. It, it might've been 2010. And then, um, you know, man, I, I'm not going to look this up. Like that was part of my, I committed to myself. I'll tell you one that sticks out to me. I believe it was was it oh four oh five where Brunel hit Santana Moss on those two deep balls. Oh yeah, um, I think it was. 05. And that was a big deal because that that made people like that was the big come to Jesus moment for like Roy Williams can't cover. Mm-hmm. Like that became like that was a. I remember listening at the time to the Cowboys post game show, and that was the first words out of the mouth of uh, the great Norm Hitzkiss, where he said uh, he was like fans. We have to deal with something. He's like, Roy Williams cannot cover. And like, uh, that was just, I remember that being the talking point where it's like, damn it, we drafted a guy in the top 10 and he can't cover. Um, we are not doing very well and not taking a long time with these. I will say one last thing on Washington. Uh, we didn't mention this the DeMarco Murray game winner or effective game winner in 2013. Break hand. Right. Um, that was an incredible moment, although that was, you know, short-lived obviously with Romo's back injury um okay the Rams yep like I this one I had trouble with like I I can't think of like a great like if I have to answer it's the 2014 game early on in that season when they fell down 21 to nothing and then they came back committed to run the ball and won proud Brian brought us yep that was proud Brian <laughs> but that's it like uh, no I think there's actually a lot of hit well, I mean there's like the playoff game that but was, that was a big like, deal that, that's not like a memorable moment for me. Like that was, and even that, like, that's not among. Okay. My, like, okay. Most, okay. Okay. You want, you want memorable, well, memorable like, or I just, really, I just want to say like that, that playoff loss is not like of the, every playoff loss that like, cuts deep. That one cuts like the most shallow of all the deep playoff losses to me. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Like it, it doesn't cut the same way the other ones do. Yeah. But I mean, cause I think it's just cause everybody felt like the Rams were just so much better. Right. Anyway. And so, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. I would say, um, we had in 07, the big blowout 35 to seven, that was the famous Romo snap going over his mm-hmm, head mm-hmm. and then picking that up and running back. And there, obviously there's a bunch of like playoff games in the seventies and stuff like that we can reference, but I'll say I'm, I'm going to go with consequential. Like it was a beat down. It was great. But 2019, remember that's where Dak hurt his shoulder and it was screwed up for the Philly game the next week and ultimately cost him the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was um, like Sean Lee had a, was it a pick six in that game? Or was it definitely an interception he returned yep. for like a great. Uh, Later interviewed him afterwards with blood on his uniform. Right. And that was ugly uniform because they, they wore Navy and then the, the Rams still had to like, they had those awkward, like, Navy helmets with the white thing because of the NFL rule, how they can't, you know, they couldn't change. Like it was really just too much Navy happening there. That was when like that breathed like the last bit of life into the Garrett era. Um, so, um, but I would say that would, that I'd say in terms of being consequential, that was a big deal. Cause that, if, if his soul, shoulder is not messed up, then they win the next week. I think in Philly, that's a good point. Okay. Speaking of Philly, uh, the you know, week six, the Cowboys traveled to Philly couple of ones. I'm just going to rip them off. Uh, in 07, when Dallas went to Philly and T.O. scored and then like flat. That was so sick. That was like, I mean, like talk about like I was like adrenaline like that. That's up yeah, there for me. That was um, that was wonderful. Other end of the spectrum, 44 to six for obvious reasons. Um, 2009, back to back week 17, 
playoff game. Obviously, that's up. There's a lot of like Philly moments we could choose from. Um, I do remember, um, well, 2015, the game at AT&T Stadium, you know, Jordan Hicks having the defensive score after having hurt Romo was just like a, a really annoying thing. Um, even in 2014, yep. uh, positive side, the Dez Nolan Carroll game like that is up there for me. Um, tw- and, and, and then I think, they still find Nolan Carroll. Right. I think the answer is 2016, the, the very first Dak Wentz game. Jason went over time. The, the fake punt that Chris Jones ran, like, I mean, it was it was Nirvana all the way around. I think that's a great answer. I think the electricity of, like, Coop's three-touchdown game against them, though. That's a good point. Dak in the fourth quarter in overtime was basically perfect, and just it was absurd. And that that shot's going to live on for forever of after he scores the touchdown in overtime, how he takes his helmet off and is just, like, you know, pointing down at the ground, and D-Law is, like, hyping him up. Like, that was such a classic. And then there was the moment of, like, we're going to blow off Scott Linehan, and we're just going to do, you know, what we need to do here. I mean, that was a – and it was the same score, 29-23 in overtime. Right. And so I, it was uh it was it was a, that was a big moment I think where it's like, all right, the Cowboys are are, are kind of back. And then um obviously the twenty nineteen game that's significant. They lose seventeen to nine. Not only because Dak's hurt and everything, but you remember that was also like, why is Amari Cooper not in in the biggest moments of the game? Right. Yeah. And that was like the first moment where things seemed a little off in a relationship that ultimately soured. And then obviously last year, the fifty one to twenty six, that was just a right. mauling. I will say in 2019, the other Amari factor was the like he disappears on the road like that was in the middle of all that, which was, you know, like, again, it was yep. just like, a lot of funk. Um, one last bit here. And, it, and 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 there's one more. There's one more. OK, I had one more too. The but Jessica you go first. Simpson game. Oh, how can we that? Well, you could, you could, that game has two names. It's either the Jessica Simpson game or the Brian Westbrook game because it's the same game. Yeah, because Brian Westbrook right. like goes, but no, that is the Jessica Simpson. What was he? 13 of 36 that game, Romo. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, uh, it was. It was a, and then the, was it the next year with uh, Jeff Garcia or was the 07 it, game also Jeff Garcia? It was, so the Jessica Simpson game was 07. The Jeff Garcia game was the year before on Christmas Day in 06. Year, that's what it was. Yeah, right. where he just kind of like turned back the clock. But the Jessica Simpson game, that was, that kind of set things in motion. I mean, I mean, honestly, we don't even get the, you know, that's my quarterback crying moment without that game. Right. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I agree. Um, the last thing I was going to add, uh, and this is negative end of the spectrum as well, the 2017 game, the like party, the Wentz, Jay Ajayi, like everybody just like, like dunking on them. That at the time uh, was the worst loss in AT&T Stadium's history, like obviously for the Cowboys. And again, like j- just the like the total irony of the situation. It was, and you will we'll call this, the night Jerry was honored for going into the Hall of Fame a few months prior. Um, so like, again, like it just like fully lived up to the meme um, in, in a crazy way. Um, but okay, the Lions. Yeah, and that, that was also the, uh, real quick, that was also, I remember that distinctly because I remember a coach, I, was, I had to go to the lo- the winning locker room and I remember one of the Eagles coaches walking by and looking at somebody and saying, we made them quit. Right, and I was I, like, I, I, I feel like... I, I remember that, we that was one of those things where everybody right. had always said, yeah, everybody had always said like the Garrett teams didn't quit. And it was like, well, this team just thinks you quit. Right. I I remember that conversation that we had. Okay. The lions, um, the playoff game, like this we, is a we, low we key decent, like this is, a, this has been a low key, decent rivalry. Like right. they played some good games. So just like blitzing through them that, that I recall, um, there was in 06, they lost speaking of that year to the lions at home and John Kitna. And that prevented them 
from winning the division. That was week 17. And they were already a wild card team, but they lost and gave, gave the division to Philly. So that was 06, 07 when they went to Detroit the week before the Jessica Simpson game. I think Witten set the record at the time for the most. Witten had like 90 catches in that yeah. game. It yeah. was so, absurd. Um, so that was 07. Um, and then 08, 09, 10, whatever. Um, nothing really, you know, all too consequential. But was it was the Bobby Carpenter game 2010 or, or 2011? Oh, that was 10. I think I think it was 11. I don't remember. But the Bobby Carpenter game where everybody's like Romo floated the, the pick to Bobby Carpenter as he was in his wedding. I'm like that that birthed some insane takes. Um, yeah, that was, the, that, no, that was 11. Right. OK, so then you've got the Bobby Carpenter game in 11. You've got the Calvin Johnson, Jeff Heath, Brandon Carr game in 13 in Detroit, which also was the Matthew Stafford last second punking them game. Um, and then you've got the 2014 playoff game, which was awesome, whatever. Anthony Hitchens. Then uh, a low key, like great memory was the day after Christmas in 16. And remember what, when Zeke had his like whatever it was like seventy nine yard touchdown, and then he did everybody's celebration. He like threw up the X and yep. and, and and did the sauce. And it was so cool. Um, that was awesome. And so I mean, but ever since then, it's kind of been oh. And then there was the eighteen game winner that Dak floated to Zeke. Um, and when the Lions were their awful great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, like that was a and that was the Brett Maher uh, game winner. Uh, and gosh, what was the um. The 2019 game where Dak just like was playing absurd. They started out like it started out rough. Like the lines were up in the first quarter, and like Dak ends out finishing with like 450 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, and that would have been like, I mean, that season was up and down the whole time, 2019. But that could have been like a real killer for them had they lost that game. Mm -hmm. And he stepped up big. That was also a big Randall Cobb game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. No. Good point. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. The Lions are a low key good rival um you know the cowboys are the lions last playoff win like that gets forgotten 1991 shout out tony casillas and barry sanders um but um okay we ready to move on to the bears i didn't forget to be it. honest say to it. the listener bobby told me before we started say recording it. that he did not really like have one for the bears like okay okay the best one i can come up with is like 30 years ago where they win the game before they go to the lions and lose where Tom Waddle, like for the bears is like a one man show of offense. And like they show him doing smelling salts on the sideline. Cause he's playing with like a damn concussion, right? but they ultimately win that game with Steve Berline and get to the next round. And it's like, man, these Cowboys are like really starting to put it together. So that's one that stands out. But other than that, like, I mean, no, not really. Well, you've got uh, the Kervin Richards game, where they, which was negative, but uh, yes, still, like, yes, and that was the next or Kervin Richards. Um, but yeah, and you got you got ninety six losing to Dave Wanstat, right? Getting blown out in the opener in ninety six. Um, um, there was Thanksgiving, man. Was was it Thanksgiving oh four against the Bears? Um, yeah, where Drew Henson got benched at halftime and Julius Jones played great. Well, don't forget Thomas Jones, please. Um, you know, like that we yeah. forget about that. Like people talk so much about like brothers in the NFL. Julius and Thomas were, you know, they were up here. Julius wasn't very good. Uh -huh. wow. How dare you? Anyway, um, the, uh, you know, the best running. Five interceptions for Rhett Grossman. Five interceptions for Grossman. No seven. That was a big one. Uh, yes, but my like the most recent memories, like the last decade, I guess, are all pretty bad. Um, just coincidentally, like, again, like kind of like the Lions are a low key rival. The Bears are kind of a low key, uh, like thorn in the Cowboys side. There was the 2012 Monday night game where Jay Cutler went off and there was all the Romo interceptions and turnovers and everything. That was 2012. 2013 was Monday night football. Again, that was the like one degree game or whatever it was, where they scored on the opening mm -hmm. drive and then just got pulverized. That was, um, can you name the Bears head coach that night in 2013? 2013. Oh, no. I don't know. Was it Mark Trustman? It was with Josh McCown at quarterback, not, not Jay Cutler. Uh, 2014 was also primetime. It was Thursday Night Football. That was Cole Beasley's multi-touchdown game. I was at that game, and that was Brandon Marshall's last game as a Bear. Um, that was kind of, the, that was the first, um, like, they play on the Thursday after Thanksgiving game, you know, which was well, kind of cool. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, 2016 was Dak's first win at home at at t Stadium and his first passing touchdown. Remember, he threw it to Dez and there was the like, I wouldn't want it to go into anybody else. Do you know who started that quarterback for the Bears that night? 2016. 2016? Oh, mm -hmm. shit. Uh, a bad word. Sorry. Uh, I don't. I can't recall. Brian Hoyer. 
And then the uh, only other the only other one that comes to mind for me outside of that is is really negative is the Mitchell Trubisky Jalen celebrating with a member of the Bears like in excruciating pain on the floor in the end zone. Um, Wasn't that also Jalen waving the camera off like, hey, don't film us. Right. That was that night, that very famous gift. Kevin Gray loves to use that. Um, But that was also the night, and I don't know how well you recall this, but it was that night that I don't recall it because if you'll recall, I was texting you and telling you that we had to take my wife to the ER that night and I didn't watch the game. I do remember that now. Um, I'm happy it worked out. But um, that night. Yeah, thanks for bringing up terrible memories by having me do this discussion with you. That night was when Jane reported that urban Meyer was like an option or like a level of interest. And every, everybody thought that they were going to fire Garrett the next day. And they didn't obviously, but they did. Or I remember did. texting with Jane about like how she was going to be breaking that story. And I was like, Oh, here we go. Um, so good times with the bears. Uh, let's move on the Packers. I mean, Des caught it third and 20. Um, you could go Devonte like back to back over Jordan Lewis in 2017. Um, though Dez's win or Dez's Dax win at Lambeau in 2016, throwing his first interception after shaking Brett Favre's hand at halftime. Um, th- there's also the the famous Lyle Collins video uh, of him like uh, leading for was it Darren McFadden was at Green Bay during Lyle's rookie season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that was know. also uh, Robert Turbin, right. He was considered. It was like, oh, why don't we get this Robert Turbin guy some carries after he scored a touchdown in that game? Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Packers ones are obvious, and they're they're all negative. There's also the Matt the, Flynn. There's also oh man, Matt Flynn. There's also the um, the Sunday night win in 08 at Lambeau, the Cowboys' first ever win. Which at Lambeau. that was yeah, 08 and 07 were big, especially 07. 07 was a big win because it was like who's the challenger to the Patriots in the NFC? Is it going to be Dallas or Green Bay? And that was considered like the measuring stick. Mm-hmm. And Dallas throttled them. And that was the Aaron Rodgers coming out party when Nate Jones, who's now an official in the NFL, by the way, Nate Jones coming off the uh, nickel blitz, hits Brett Favre's elbow and knocks him out of the game. And so uh, that was a big one. 08 was a big one. That was uh, Pac-Man Jones scooping up the fumble early mm-hmm. and running around like a madman. Um, also, the, the honestly, matchup... Just- the matchup in 07, actually, that was the first Thursday after Thanksgiving. Um, when Aaron Rodgers came in for Favre, that was like, who's going to be the one seed in the NFC? That was, And that was, we still don't glorify this moment enough, T.O.'s popcorn in his face mask. Like, literally one of the greatest um, sort of like, like, you know, ex- exclamation points on the beginning of a career. You know, like the whole, like the fact that that was the culmination of Get Your Popcorn Ready was unbelievable. It was pretty great. You've also got, uh, I mean, this will be a big one. I bet that we remember regardless, like it's going to have so many narratives and everything else to it. Yeah. This, this will be a big one. Uh, 2016, that was kind of like a little bit like people finally acknowledging like, okay, Dax for real. He just went into Lambeau and they crushed Aaron Rodgers. And so that was, that was also the David Irving coming out party where he had the right. three forced fumbles and one NFC defensive player of the week. So we had that one. Uh, 2019 was like, I think the first real moment where we were like, this team is kind of a mess. Cause that was after the, uh, that was the second loss. They lost the, who'd they lose the first game of the season to? That was new Orleans. And uh, then they come back and they play green Bay and it's just a mess early with the ball bouncing off of Amari Cooper's shoulder pad on the drive. It looked like they were going to score and going down big. And you had the whole Zadarius Smith faking cramps the whole game and pissing and, the and Cowboys like, off and clapping at Dak and the little like John that was happening. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, yeah. That, that was the first moment where it's like, Oh, this team's kind of bipolar. And then the next week they lose to the jets. And it's like, Oh, this team's an absolute mess. Right. Okay. Um, the Vikings speaking of Brett Favre, um, uh, the first game I think, and and speaking of Jane again, was the, the Hail Mary game. Uh, well, <laughs> the um the nineteen <laughs> loss on Sunday Night Football, which of course they would lose to Kirk Cousins on primetime. Speaking of uh, Jane and uh, arguments that were floating around this week, but um but afterwards, like the day after or whatever it was, when Garrett like trashed T- Tavon and Tavon Austin that is, and just kind of threw him under the bus for the way he did not call for a fair catch um you know on that last punt like that that was really like when the ship was taken on water the fact that Garrett like threw a player under the bus and then Jane kind of challenged him again in in the following week and in all the discussions and whatnot um that's up there I mean I think you have to put that that I just want to say real quick I want to say real quickly about that game that is the day that the narrative of Zeke is the engine died because you remember they were on a drive down the field and then they took the ball out of Dak's hands in the red zone decided to hand it to Zeke and the drive ended and everybody's like 
why did you take the ball out of your best player's hands? And it's like, oh, did we just get to the point where we acknowledge he's the best player? I forget what his stat line was. I know I've tweeted it before, but that that drive by Dak that you're talking about was very um, a la Romo Lance Dunbar. Although what there was like no Lance Dunbar, like you know it was all like you know yeah. Omar, you know it was all like legitimate pass catchers, not just like a check down. Yeah, he, he got he got him right down into position, right. and then but, and then that's what set up the the punt to Tavon. Right. Well, he was like he was like four or six for like 79 yards on that drive alone. Like I'm, I'm going off memory, but like it was nuts. And like, I remember thinking, and I'm sure you'll agree, like mid that drive thinking like, this is Dak's like MVP moment. Like this, this is the drive that like people will remember that will have won him MVP. And then you're right. Like they just handed off to Zeke twice in a row and just like completely kill it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think you have to put the Cooper rush game up there. Um, Andy yep. Dalton. And um, you mentioned Dak's first win against Kirk Cousins. I know I've tweeted this too. The last three Cowboys quarterbacks who have won games for the franchise all won their first game as a road start against a team started by Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins. Dak in 2016 Kirk, oh, with Kirk's Washington team. Andy Dalton in Minnesota with Kirk's Vikings in 2020. And Cooper Rush last year with Kirk's Vikings again. Look at that. So the Vikings are a good luck. What you're saying is, is that I'm saying uh, Kirk, Kirk in, like being, in, being in Kirk's house is a good luck charm. If you are a Dallas Cowboys quarterback starting for the first time, if Ben DiNucci had started in Minnesota instead of in Philadelphia in 2020, tides would have been very different. That's all I'm saying. I would, uh, I'd also, uh, I mean, you kind of mentioned the Dalton game there. Uh, there was also later on Dax work here that 17 to 15, where they really won ugly. Yeah. That was a, a, just a gross game, but that was a big road victory for them. That, that was the Mike um, Zimmer wasn't their game, right? Like, cause that was the like peak, his eye issues game. Um, yes. so that was yes. wild. That they also, uh, 96 where they, they win the, the 95, 96 season. They crushed the Vikings in the playoff game at AT or at a mm-hmm. Texas stadium and then go on to lose to the Panthers the next week. Um, it was yeah, also so a lot of those Adrian Peterson's first the game. Hail Mary game stadium. Like we said. Well, yeah, but Adrian Peter in 07, when I think it was Pat Watkins who blocked a field goal and they just like, cause that was when like Adrian Peterson was on fire and it was like, Oh, he's coming to Texas stadium, blah, blah, you know, whatever. And um, everybody really knew that the best, you know, local kid to wear 28 to want to play for the Dallas Cowboys was Tyson Thompson. I Tyson know that you Thompson. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that that's up there too. I think you have to throw up the playoff loss too in 2009. Although see like that, I put that game in the same box as the Rams loss uh, nine years later. Like, that one doesn't cut me as deep. I don't know why. Um, because but, he knew they should have lost. Like, that I, was a game nobody thought they were better than Minnesota. But I, also, you're forgetting, of course, three catches, three touchdowns on Thanksgiving for Randy Moss. Sure, sure. Uh, good point, good point. Yeah, not, not a Which lot of... Troy Aikman lit it up that day. Um, that's true. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, we already did the Giants. That's our Week 12 opponent, so, you know, whatever. Uh, the Colts. This is an interesting one. Um... I have a few. I'm so, you can go the 42 to seven beat down in 14, which won in 2014. Division. That was a big one. I mean, yeah. honestly, the biggest game is probably when they defeated the undefeated Colts and it was like, Oh, Romo's legit. Well, that was, at Texas Stadium. that was also Romo's first start at Texas stadium as well. And yeah, they beat the undefeated Colts. Incidentally, Jim Nance on the call. So lots of like future, you know, vibes in the air, whatever. Um, also in the 2010, when, when they went uh, to, at that point, it was already Lucas Oil, right? It was not the RCA. Dump. Yeah, it's definitely Lucas Oil. Yeah, overtime uh, game. Hitting uh, the outdoor Peyton Manning. Well, and Sean Lee, rookie Sean Lee had two, was it two picks that day? Um, so, yeah, I mean, very, very, four of them. Right. Very important um, kind of game for like the future of, of Sean Lee, I think, there. Um, you know, that was cool. And then 14, like they're, you know, 18, 18 was this like forgotten game. And I, I've said this many times. But they got skunked 23 to nothing. And I was in no way concerned. Like I, I, I very, very vividly remember like not at all being concerned because they had just won the Amari overtime game the week before against Philly. And it really felt like they were like, okay, this is our letdown game. And then we'll go crush the Bucks, like RJ and Bobby said, next week and win the division. And so, they did. Yeah. They did. Colts kind of boring. No, you know, low key. The Texans. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's funny. I will say, I will say when I texted, I don't know if you remember this, RJ, you remember me texting you? When they announced the Colts were going to be on Hard Knocks, and I said the Colts are a top five boring team in football. Like, why would anybody watch Hard Knocks with them? Uh, um, I remember, um, and they are really boring. And I don't know that you've heard this. Like, I I have this take a lot on the Espionation NFL show. I like 
Chris Ballard has sort of made me like Carson Wentz. I know that's a weird thing to say, but like, I think it's the lamest thing that Chris Ballard is like so openly, you know, like just trampling on Carson Wentz in the name of saving himself. You know, like that is super big loser energy to me. Like I'm not a fan of Chris Ballard. So, um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, the Texans, it has to be the 14 Romo spin, you know, uh, Terrence Williams touchdown. Devin Street had a moment in that Doesn't game. Doesn't have to be. What? What? What else? I mean, okay. The, the, the I mean, all the, all the games genuinely, like really, all but like the 2010 game have it. You got the 2002 where they lose the very first game of the Texans' existence. You've got 06. That's Romo's first touchdown pass, and To scoring three touchdowns in that also, game. That was also that was also That was To's like, let me do the celebration on the star for the first time as a Cowboy. Yes. Oh, right, right. Yes. Yeah, and that was the uh, – what was it? It was uh, deep – Romo hits a deep pass, like an impossible pass to Sam Hurd, and then he throws like a two-yard touchdown pass to mm-hmm. Owens for like his third of the game. And then you've got 2018, which was the overtime game, where that was uh, Jason Garrett. When they asked why he didn't go for, for, on fourth and one, he said, well, it was a long one. That was a big deal. And that was also the uh, the miracle Dak rolling out and throwing downfield to Tavon Austin. I mean, there was well, a lot about that game that was the, pretty big. The also, the fourth and one was like – beyond the 50 yard line that's a really important detail right <laughs> like, like the, they punted beyond the 50 in overtime Th- that was also the uh we mentioned in, into texans territory right 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 right. Um, when you say beyond it makes it sound like outside right no no, no 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 okay good thank you for clarifying um there was all that was also we, we mentioned byron jones and the um the interception he shouldn't have returned in washington but um that was the deandre yeah. puts byron in a blender game like that was really bad uh that was so 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 bad uh so and then, i would say all those games except, i don't remember the 2010 game to be honest i couldn't tell you anything about the game it's so well, like that lost game, in my memory that was their first win i think like they were on the verge of like starting off zero and seven or something like that, and that win saved them. I I, I remember like feeling so, like a small level of relief. Uh, but no, the well, last that was thing, like the third game of the week. Right. Well, the last that thing was like about the third, the, the third game. Of the the last thing about the eighteen game is that was Rico Gathers had, had like a moment in that game, and it was like whoa, this is happening. Um. So obviously it didn't. So yeah. But I, the answer is fourteen and JJ and you know like the part that we like don't really like talk about with that moment is like Tyron got woof beat like so bad like that you know it, like it's all about like Romo spin but it's like man Tyron got like cooked by JJ on that play so yeah yeah all right okay I, you were breaking up for a second so I don't know what you said but I'm gonna assume it wasn't important yeah uh, I want you to know. I want you to know it's not that I'm talking over you on purpose as much. There's a little bit of a delay on this Zoom. So I, think, you know. I think everybody already understood that, Bobby. Uh, the Jaguars. Yeah, you didn't think, dude. You've lost your temper too many times. The Jaguars' answer is London, right? Like that—that that is really not a contest. Oh, I have one more uh, nominee though, but I'll accept yours before I go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, Jaguars in London is a big deal. But 2018, they beat them down. That's before everybody realized. The Jags were phonies from their AFC championship game run um, where Cole Beasley went off. And then you've got uh, the 06 game. That was T.O.'s first game. That was their last the trip to Jacksonville the before this year, obviously. Yeah, and they still have not. I don't think they haven't won in Jacksonville yet. They've never won because that's their only game they've yeah. ever played there. Um, so that's the only city they haven't won in. Right. So um, what I was going to say. They haven't beat the Ravens, but they beat the Baltimore Colts. Right. They beat the Ravens. They beat them in 16. That was a big deal. Remember when they beat them the week after in Baltimore? Oh, no, in, in Baltimore. Baltimore. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, I, your delay messed my point up. Anyway, um, no, the point I was going to bring <laughs> up was uh, was about that 18 game. You mentioned Cole Beasley that day because this was like a mid-October game uh, in 18. That was the first uh, 100-yard performance by a Cowboys receiver on the season because that was their infamous wide receiver by committee approach that was Alan Hearns's opportunity for revenge but he did not um, have the 100 yards and I vividly remember uh, and I know we talked about this then um, in the locker room like after as as everybody was walking in I was shooting the video of it and I still have the video and I've tweeted out a million times but uh, you will recall again the famous wide receiver by committee was super bad and Tyrone Crawford walking into the locker room looked like like threw my, my soul into my phone camera and said Stop talking shit about our offense. It's like Tyron. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Y'all just y'all beat the Jaguars. Like, let's 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 relax here. Like let's pump the brakes a little bit here. You know what I mean? Like that's and wait, was it not the gosh, what year was that the year they played uh was that the year was that the game Connor McGregor was at? 
That was. And they and they did, the yeah, they did, yeah, celebration. was doing the strut. No, you're totally right. That was the Conor McGregor game. Wow. Look at that. Uh, 14. See, we're just, like, it's all coming to us as we go along. J- just to like throw this out there, 14 was, was important because that was Romo had missed the week before. And there was like a, all this question, like, is he going to even go to London? Like whatever, blah, blah. Um, so that was a big game. Like that was a big, like everything is still on track moment, I think for the 14 Cowboys. So, um, okay. Well, since we've already talked about 18, the Eagles, 18 was 18 was, they lose, uh, after the Amari trade. And it's like, wow, would you just make this trade for you? guys? still suck. Right. So you have uh, that, uh, uh th- no, hold on. 2006. There's, there's one more that's significant. 2006, the 45 to 14 beatdown of the Titans. Oh, was yeah, I hadn't even mentioned the Titans. That that's said, what I was, t- I was bringing up the Titans. I hadn't even oh, said the I word Titans. That. I thought what you were doing that. Sorry, go ahead. I thought that's what, what you're doing. <laughs> what I was going to say is since we've already discussed the Jaguars and we're going in order of the schedule, we've already discussed the Eagles and the Commanders, which means the only team Fine, left is go the ahead. Titans. I lost track. I lost okay. track. So the only 14, I thought you were talking about the 14 Titans game. Only team left is the Titans. Go ahead. Go off, King. What's your Titans point? All right. 2018 was after the coop trade. Everybody said you suck. You're three and five now. And then they went on a run after that. That was a big deal. 2014. Uh, everybody thought they were terrible after they lost to the 49ers. Then Rolando McClain like balls out in that game. That one was a big one. And then 2006 won the, and are we, uh, by the way, are we going to reference Oilers games or are we just doing Titans? No, this is just Titans. I know where you're going in 2006 okay. though. I know where you're going. Yeah, so it's, it's the week of the TO overdose. Oh, well, Oh dude. That's not where I was going. That was uh, that you're right. That, but that was I the was, first. That was the first game of people saying To had tried to commit suicide during the week. That was that was that week. Right. Uh, Terrell has twenty five million reasons to be alive. Well, again, like a quote that isn't exactly. really exactly a man of his statue. Um, wow. That like, <laughs> remember again, that like, lady, Ken, his handler. I thought that that quote was going to live on for like ever and ever and ever and ever. But like, you, I haven't heard that quote in a long time. But so there was that. You're right. That element. But that was also I mentioned it. The Andre Garad Albert Hainsworth game in two thousand six. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was that 2010. Um, I only like this personally affects me. That was, I think, the second year of AM playing Arkansas there. And I went that weekend and um AM lost. And so then I went to the Cowboys Titans game and the Cowboys lost. And I remember my fantasy team losses because I remember like all the personal tragedy. And I remember the Rangers lost, was it in the ALCS to the Blue Jays? Does that sound right in 2010? I- on 2010 yeah 2010 like ALCS. no 2010 the rangers went rangers went to the rangers went to the world series in 2010 i know they i didn't mean lost the series but lost that game like that, oh they that, would have lost to the rays that okay, would have been a loss that's what it was Tampa okay Bay. they they lost a game that weekend like my point is like it was nothing but like a loss like around me you know what i mean like AM lost cowboys lost the but rangers lost like nearby fan. Uh, I know, but I'm just saying like, the, and like, I think TCU lost that week. Like it was nothing but like just loss perpetuating my existence in that moment. Uh, but that was 2010, uh, 2014. We didn't, you didn't touch on this. That was the birth. And this still like comes back every now and then of the, the, like, I don't even know if you can call it a meme as much as just like a photo of Des being double covered, like, like right at the line of scrimmage. That was like an, Oh yeah. Photo. Where it looked like, where it looked like punk coverage. Right. Exactly. Um, so that photo came from that 2014 game. That was also like, you know, DeMarco, you know, that, like those wheels kind of taken off, whatever. Um, that was a fun game. Now that I think about it, but what you did not mention about the 18 game is yes, it was um, Amari's first, like his debut, and he scored right on the opening drive, and it was like, oh, oh. I know, it's, I know what you're gonna say. It's the meme I made of Cole Beasley. No, that wasn't what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, was it what Cole tried to throw a pass at the very end, and you, yeah. Um, you you put the Titanic music um, over? It. No, it wasn't the Titanic. It was it was the music from Chariots of Fire. Oh, the that's dun, what it was. That's dun, what it was. Dun, 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 dun. Um, but no, that that wasn't what I was gonna go with. What I was gonna say is that was Jason Witten's return because it was Monday Night Football, um, and there was they remember they like, oh. and, and what was what was amazing was because it was a Monday. That was I remember this very vividly. It was Monday, November fifth, and it was the one year anniversary of Tony Romo's return the previous year when the Cowboys hosted the Chiefs in the the Hill Mary game that Dallas still won. Uh, But so like there was all this like, is there going to be a video, you know, whatever, blah, blah, Jason Witten, et cetera, et cetera. And so, yeah, it was Witten's return in the booth on the exact same day that was one year later of Tony Romo's first return. Yeah, and I would say uh, just just two more references for you, okay? 2002, 
against the Titans. That was the game. Uh, Cowboys won that one. That was a big one. But that was the game Steve McNair got knocked out when he was running to the sideline mm. and he crashed his helmet into the mm-hmm. little setup. And then you had Neil O'Donnell have to play the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And then I only know this from, as you know, I like to always, whenever things go bad, I like to tell everybody how bad it is. And so I'll go like, look through like, you know, the, uh, like I'll look through the record books to try and find like, this is the worst offensive performance of all time where they've done this. And so many of them have been ruined by Christmas 2000 against the Titans because they were so damn bad that day. Uh, Anthony Wright on that day, five for 20, 35 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 0.0 passer rating. They had 95 yards and no, like no points. And so they were pathetic that day. Three yards per carry got sacked four times and just got destroyed. Um, Just about every time I try and find a record of the Cowboys offense, like, man, they were terrible today. It's never as bad as that one. Um, my last thing is, um, like on the subject of like obscure, depressing stats that you like to whip out. Cause my, the one I'm most proud of having like birthed, um, it, 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 um, the Eagles game that I talked about the Jerry hall of fame night was the midway point of it. Um, and I know you remember this after they lost to the chargers on Thanksgiving day, shout out to Rod Smith who scored. And then, um, you know, they went for two, I think it was and or maybe Dan Bailey missed that extra point. That was a, that was a long few months and you know why, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. that after they lost to the chargers, because so they lost, there was the burning of Atlanta. Then there was the Eagles loss on Sunday night football. And then the chargers lost on Thanksgiving. They went three straight games scoring in the single digits. And I, I vividly remember looking this up, um, in, in the press box that day on Thanksgiving, and then talking to Mike Ducey about it, like in the locker room that night saying this was the first time in Dallas Cowboys franchise history, they scored in the single digits, three straight games. So that's like my like Mona Lisa of depressing stats. And then I had to tell you like you were working harder and not smarter right, because right, right. you could just use the pro football reference. I still felt good about the validity of my research, but yeah, that was a frustrating moment. But what was yours? It was, it was when the, I think it was a 2019 season ended. That, I, I, I know you know which one I'm talking about. That it was, it was like a dagger to every Cowboys fan about it was something. Oh that was, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the specific thing, but it's basically nobody with their point differential had like ever missed the play or like had ever finished 500 or worse. They were the right. first one mm-hmm. like out of like 200 teams or something. So no, that, I do love doing that. I, now also just so that people don't think I'm negative all the time. I do like the reverse of it. When I have a great day, I like, like digging up the stats, tell you like they've never played better than this. Yeah. So I that's mean, uh, that's one of the things I like to do. I like to, I, I, whatever way it is, let's, let's feel that way really, really aggressively. Let's feel terrible right. and let the depression sweep over us or, you know, let's get high together. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Um, respect. Um, okay. Um, I like that. See, like, yeah, you provide like legitimate reasons, like contextually to feel good about what's happening. And I'm just like, well, last time the Cowboys played the giants on Thanksgiving, they won the Super Bowl. Um, so exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so we got you covered either way. That's right, why you should exactly. follow both RJ and I. Well, Bobby's on Twitter at Bobby Bell TX. You can hear him on 105 through the fan and see him on all of their properties. And, uh, I think he'll also, um, tweet out his address and you can go see him there. Uh, maybe ask his wife how she's if doing. you want to right um, if, if you're like me you could probably just find my address by searching through the internet like i de- do to people definitely a Bobbyism. uh robert you have said it all you have done it all you are magnificent you're handsome you're perfect uh you're extraordinary um and you smell delightful if i'm being uh, frank with you so um anything else you want to say before i hit stop recording now is the t- opportunity to do so just that i love you all mm. uh give us a food recommendation just anything, any food, good food, go. Uh, go to Chick-fil-A, get the grilled nuggets and get the sweet and spicy sriracha sauce. Put it in a container and shake it up. It's delightful. All right. Well done. Love you. Later. Love you too. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Bobby for the time. That was so much fun. Uh, just kind of going through you know different memories and um, he said it while we were talking, but it's funny how when you have conversations like that, and, and this is about sports, but I think this is true. Um, you know, whether it's your own memories with your friends or your family or whatever, life, you know, pop culture, politics, whatever. Um, you kind of uncover memories while you're talking about it. Like I didn't remember that I remembered some of those things. Uh, for example, like I hadn't thought about the Andre Garad Albert Hainsworth incident, and I don't even know how long. Um, you know, just it was a really really fun exercise. And so uh, again, big thanks to Bobby for the time. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, my name's Arjo Choa. In case you somehow 
somehow missed it, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. I'm also talking on the tick. Uh, talking is in T-O-K, not T-A. Okay, but I am talking. Um, I am on TikTok is the long way of saying that uh, RJ dot Ochoa because some jerk had RJ Ochoa taken already. But uh, my plan is to do a lot of those, um, you know, all the time now, basically. So uh, please do subscribe once again here to the Blog and the Voice Podcast Network. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a lot of things coming out there as well. Uh, but yeah, that about does it for this episode of the Ocho. I hope you enjoyed. Um, the ride is now over. The um, like metallic bar thing is like coming up and you can get out. Please be safe exiting the vehicle. And um, I hope you have a great Thursday. I hope you have the greatest Thursday of all time. I hope you have the best Thursday ever. You know why? because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.